For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Critter Protectors, Mr. Jim here, and welcome to Kids Animal Stories, a place where there's always a mystery and adventure around every single corner. If you love critters of all shapes and sizes, I need you on our Critter Protector team. Join our adventure as we learn about critters from around the world and in our backyards. Well, my friends, are you ready for today's adventure? Me too! Let's go! Today's story takes us deep in a special forest of Japan through an overgrown winding path past lots of green trees and plants all the way to a small pond. This pond isn't full of mucky seaweed and it's not too shallow that the sun has warmed it up. This pond is very deep for a pond, and it has a very nice, cool, and refreshing water in it. I bet you're wondering why I'm telling you all this. Well, today's critter is a Japanese firebelly newt, and this little pond is her home. It was a bright morning, and Akani was scurrying around her pond looking for some breakfast. She loved eating worms and small shrimp. Ah, slim pickings today, I guess. Akani thought as she looked around under the water. I might just have to check the shore today after all. Akani, like all fire belly newts, liked spending her days in the water. She could get out if she needed to, but it wasn't something she did all the time. Akani moved her four legs and tail back and forth through the water. She looked a lot like a small lizard, but there was no denying she was in fact a fire belly newt when you saw her brightly colored belly. Her underside looked like dancing flames of fire with reddish orange. This color was like a warning to all. I'm a fire belly newt. Don't eat me. Well, as Akani headed towards the shore, she started thinking about how it was almost spring. She would be laying eggs soon, which was a super big job. As she climbed up the shore, she spotted some worms quicker than she thought she would. Yum, this is just what I was in the mood for, she said to herself as she ate and ate until she was very full. After breakfast, Akani decided to stay on the shore for a little while. Even though it was a rare thing to be out of the water, she kind of liked the fresh air and new scenery. She wandered a little further towards some very interesting plants and then heard startling and very strange sound. Peck, 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 peck. Akani looked all around her and couldn't seem to figure out the sound. 
then right in front of her, a ginormous bird swooped down. She barely caught a glimpse of it before it was out of sight and the sound of pecking returned. Birds are very scary for a critter, like a Japanese firebelly newt. Their pointy beaks, as a Connie looked high up in the trees, she finally saw it. Ah, uh, there it is, she said. High above in a big tall tree was a Japanese pygmy woodpecker. It was working very hard pecking away at a tree, and it must have seen Akani, but then realized what she was before flying back up to its tree. Akani was so relieved she had something to protect herself from predators. Akani's bright design was a sign to critters, like that bird. Akani's best defense mechanism was her toxins. Predators in her area knew that she was poisonous. Yes, she had poison all over her skin so that if a predator ate it, they would be in some serious trouble. Yeah, I think that's enough excitement for now, though, Akani said and started heading back towards the water's edge. She walked a little way, splat, splat, splat in the mud. But not a minute went by before she heard another sound. But this time it was another newt just ahead. Hey there! It's beautiful weather today, isn't it? Said the newt. Yeah, it sure is. I just enjoy the ah, fresh air before I head back to the water, Connie said. Me too, me too. Yep, it will be egg-laying season soon. I'll be too busy when that starts to stop and relax. Oh yeah, you're right about that. We'll have a great season. Maybe I'll see you around. With that, Akani slipped back into the water and started to think a bit more. Huh, spring's pretty close, I guess. Do need to start planning. Every spring, starting in April, Japanese firebelly newts start laying their eggs. They lay almost 100 eggs by the time midsummer rolls around. Holy smokes, 100 eggs! That's going to make a lot of babies! It's probably about time that I start preparing for the springtime, Akani thought. She swam all over her area of the pond. She looked around the edges of the shore. Hmm, no, the deep, clear bottom. Uh, near rocks, near shallow sandy patches. And then she realized she had a really, really big problem. Wait a second, a problem? What kind of problem is Akani thinking about? I'm not sure. Will will she be able to lay her eggs in time after all, or is there something else wrong? I'm not sure, my friends, but we're going to have to wait and see what happens with this Japanese firebelly newt on our next adventure of Kids Animal Stories. Hey, great job. You listened all the way to the end you ever wondered about becoming a critter protector and what that means? Yeah, down in the show notes below, there's a link where you can check out our critter queue. You see, it's not only important to learn a lot about critters like we do in our stories, but it's also important to do something in our yard or an area near where we live. And so that might mean cleaning out a water source, planting a berry bush, 
or a tree that could be a critter's home one day. As critter protectors, it's our job to protect the habitats that our critters live in both around the world and in our backyards. And have you heard that we are starting our very first book? Well, right now, down in the show notes below, you can pre-order your very first Mr. Jim book. I'm so excited to share our very first hardcover book with you that you can read at home. So make sure that your parents know about Mr. Jim's first book. All the information is down in the show notes below. I'll see you on our next adventure. Bye! For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.